episode 102, Kevin Neff. Welcome to the Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless, tracking down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Words they live by, for example, put the cookie down. Origins, biggest failures, fears, awakening moments, Yoda questions, yin yang, the alpha round, and their wake up question to finish. Check out this fantastic podcast. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. If you want to take it to another level, the Alpha Ultimatum for men worldwide who know they are capable of way more. Go to adamlewiswalker.com, click get involved, and you have the application form right there. Get to the podcast. Okay, good morning, everyone. We have Kevin Neff on the line today. So this is a really exciting one today. Kevin Neff is the owner-creator of the KPN Group and Kevin Makes Sense brand. Kevin is an author, creator, director, and producer. As a business consultant and marketing maverick, he believes that the old school is the new school and that the customer you already have is more valuable than the one you don't. Kevin is also accomplished an accomplished speaker and presenter with an uncanny ability to motivate, educate, engage, and entertain all in the same message. In 2012, Kevin became a best-selling author for the first time with a book, The Secret to Winning Big. The book was co-authored with Brian Tracy, and that same year he was named one of America's premier experts. More recently, in this past 20, 2014, he was awarded an XB Award by the National Association of Experts, Writers, and Speakers in New York City. He is releasing his new book, Got One or Get One, The Business Lie That's Keeping You Broke, as well as launching his new product, Create Your Own Marketing Hot Rod. He goes by the tagline, replacing business nonsense with common sense. So I absolutely love that. Firstly, Kevin, before we get into all of that, are you ready to awaken your alpha? I am absolutely ready to awaken my alpha, Adam. Brilliant. Well, thanks, thanks for jumping on today and um, making the time for us. Yeah, the same here. Firstly, we're going to ask you the origin question, like how did you get from obviously growing up and where you originally uh, are from and sort of the journey? I mean, because... Just looking at the first sort of some of your information, you know, it wasn't till f- sort of 49 years of age that you actually made the decision to start your own firm. So I know a lot of people sort of listening to the Awaken Your Alpha, and no matter what age you are, a lot of times there's that thought in your head that, oh, you know, I've, I've missed the boat. It's, it's too late for me. Right? And, you, and people are just stuck in a rut. What made you at 49 years of age, you know, just start your own firm and really jump into that? I mean, t- tell us the origins. Well, that, that's probably a, a great place to start. And um, as you alluded to earlier, which I appreciate about the book I co-authored, Brian Tracy, the chapter I contributed was <clears throat> titled, Are You Willing? And it was really my 20-year 20 20 journey um, to get where I was at 49, starting my own firm. I had been very successful uh, in the corporate selling world, mostly marketing, but I actually sold uh, and marketed to everybody from uh, small mom-and-pop brick-and-mortar businesses down on Main Street to actually the Secret Service of the President I'd actually worked with, and pretty much everything in between. (laughs) But but sales and marketing was always always my love. Well, um, after a very successful career, and it had been very kind to me, um, at at 49, I decided to do what for 20 years I dabbled with, Adam, where I... I used to drive around in my company car back in the 90s, and I used to drive around listening to Tony Robbins Unlimited Power, and then the other uh, sets I would listen to would be Brian Tracy's Psychology of Selling. And even though I was very successful in selling myself, for I don't know why to this day, I don't understand it, but I always seem to be really getting a kick or a, a, a high, if you will, not 
from what I sold, but when I could leave someone motivated to do the things necessary to put themselves or the business in a better place. Um, and so I dabbled with some things and thought I wanted to be a speaker or some type of motivational person to the point that I created a clothing line called Slave No More. <laughs> and the impetus for that and the impetus for that was over some beers, which is so funny. I was telling a friend that I wish people could understand or realize that, you know, their life is their gift and, and to do with it as they will, as long as you're, you know, not doing bad or illegal things. But you know, we shouldn't feel trapped or a slave to other things, a slave to, um, in my case, it was corporate America, to be honest. I, I was successful, but I wasn't cut from that cloth, I didn't feel. Yeah. So I finally, back in the 90s, in the job that I left, um, selling yellow papers for the phone company at that time was, was pretty much the premier sales job you could have because way back before the internet, the yellow pages were a necessity, and if you were a business, you had to be in it, and it was it was, for lack of a better term, Adam, it was a monopoly. Yeah. But but I left that to go out on my own to chase this dream. And I remember the people, when I handed my resignation and they didn't accept it, and they literally thought I was crazy and said, why don't I take a week off and if I wanted to go, quote, unquote, talk to somebody. <laughs> and I said, well, I'll take, I'll take the week off, but I'm not crazy. Yeah. But um, I think even my family thought I was. But. I did that, and I had a speaking gig to about 400. It was hairdressers, if you can imagine that. Uh, somebody in the beauty industry knew of me, and, yeah. and I was like, well, this is easy. When spoke to 400, standing ovation. Well, then after that, it was crickets. I mean, it was very easy to get something that had been put in my lap, but to actually go out and make a living at this, yeah. and I didn't know what to do. And I'll be honest with you and your listeners that you're having no money sucked <laughs> after <laughs> making an above average living. So I would bounce back and I would go back into sales and marketing and then go back out again. I was always very entrepreneurial. And um, the whole time the clothing line I told you about that I created ended up uh, what I created out of my bedroom as a joke became very big, uh, especially with motorcycle enthusiasts. And I ended up selling that stuff around the world, including many people over in England. Wow. So this stuff, yeah, it's crazy. And I'll never forget the day as I'm sitting literally in my pajamas and slippers um, going into my inbox, <laughs> and, I had an, and I had my first order from overseas. It was from somebody from Paris, France, for my clothing. And you have to understand, I, I created, and we printed out two dozen T-shirts and tank tops on the back of my Honda Accord thinking, yeah, I wonder if anybody would want one. And when I saw that, it was, to this day, I can remember literally where I was. Would you would you say that's, because we, we asked the sort of question, you know, what was your awakening type moment? I mean, that sounds like, if not the one, one of them. You're absolutely right, Adam. There, there's been so many signs, and I think we all get signs. And I believe that we all have opportunities around us every day, but it's those who have their eyes and ears open and alert to them they can take advantage of them are, are the ones that really, um, I believe, can be successful. It was the first thing in my life that led me to understand that, hey, I pursued something that nobody even got it. I had somebody big in advertising who was a mentor. When I told him the idea for it, he, he scratched his head and said, I don't get it. <laughs> but I stayed true to my conviction. Yeah. So all this time this was going on, I'd gone back into corporate America because that was a fun thing. I never expected, you know, to do anything with it or make a living. And I did very well for a long time. 
But the reality of it was my, my profession was sales and marketing and mostly advertising. Yeah. So I go back to that. But in my heart of hearts, I had become to the point where I was disappointed in myself, Adam, because it's easy to say you're willing to do something. You know, well, are you willing to chase dream? Yeah, I'm willing. But are we really willing to do what's necessary to catch that dream? See, Adam, a lot of people say, I want to chase my dreams. Adam, I don't want to chase my dreams. I want to capture my dreams. <laughs> and, it was at, and it was at that point at 49 that I said to myself, if not now, when? Yeah. There, there is no perfect time. Um, I was had kind of a mutual agreement, disagreement that I was leaving my position. Uh, at 49, even though I was very accomplished, I was a college dropout. I've been on my own since 19. Wow. Uh, Obviously, the big big five O's coming. It's definitely time to take stock. Well, yes, it is. And, and to be honest with you, um, it's I don't want to say it's ever too late, but it's too late to take stock. I mean, I was like, <laughs> my own family was concerned when I said I'm going to chase this dream and hopefully capture it. And yeah. they thought I'd lost my mind because <laughs> you have to remember the, the, the state of the economy and even the world economy to some point, Adam, four years ago yeah. was not the time to be starting a business. <laughs> but I said that if not now, when? And if I try and fail, which that was never my intent. But if I did try and fail, I could live with that and move on because I at least made the attempt, the effort to succeed. What I couldn't accept would be if I never made the effort or tried to see if my ideas could work. And people would ask me, well, what's plan B? You know, what, what's plan B? And I was like, well, what do you mean? What's plan B? They go, well, you know, what's your backup plan? If plan A fails, I'm like, Oh, I don't have a backup plan. And they're like, what? How can I said a backup plan means to me that there's even a small inkling in my mind that my plan A won't, will fail. It won't succeed. Yeah. It's putting your focus. The way I'm wired. Yes. I, I can't, I can't do that. Yeah. It's be, it's because, well, then it's like, well, if it doesn't work, well, I've got this. The way I'm wired, and I think really the way a lot of people are or should be wired is you can't have an ounce of doubt that it might not work out. To me, that is a crutch. It's an excuse. and It's an escape. Yeah. I believe to be truly successful in today's world, I mean, look what you're doing you know, for yourself and your listeners and bringing out the alpha in them. You know, you have to be have full conviction in what you believe and what you do and what you can actually accomplish. I'm a firm believer of that. From interviewing sort of over, well, over a hundred now, um, alphas from all over the world, that is one of the key things I've, I've noticed. It's this, this lack of plan B. And even sometimes if the plan B is there, kind of removing it. And it's when, when the people have sort of really come through and had that sort of that success really start to develop is when they were, you know, their backs were up against the wall. They didn't have a plan B and they were sort of laser focused on the goal and what they was after. If I don't move forward completely and 100% positively in, in what I'm trying to accomplish, then I'm not putting 100% effort into it to accomplish that goal. Completely agree. Um, so, Kevin, where are you originally from? Where did you grow up and where are you speaking to us from today? Can you tell the listeners? Well, I'm speaking to you today from my home in Virginia Beach, Virginia. 
Yeah. I am about as close to you as we could be in America as I'm on the uh, the ocean front here, the Atlantic Ocean. I was originally from uh, Ohio, but really a military brat. My father was a Marine Corps aviator, uh, flew in Vietnam, and actually a lot of people don't know this about me. Uh, my father uh, ended up being uh, uh, XO of the squadron that is the Presidential List Squadron, HMX-1, which is the when like the, uh, President Obama leaves the White House in that helicopter. Yeah. If you looked in there, that would have been my father flying. He did that for wow. Ford, Nixon, and Carter. Pretty cool. The reality of it is that um, I really did not have much in the way of parenting growing up for mm. a lot of issues. My father was you know, traveling and saving the world and with presidents. My mother, unfortunately, suffered from debilitating uh, OCD. And I was left with my grandparents to be raised. Um, I did not see or hear from my mother for over 20 years. Um, it was, you know, I always had heard I had a tough childhood, but, and you might be able to relate to this, you know, when you're in the moment or living it, you don't know what you don't know, if that makes sense. Yeah. All I know is I had a house, I lived with my grandparents, and really my grandmothers who raised me. Three days later, I graduated. My father takes me out of that environment, um, brings me down to Virginia to go to college near him. I was not equipped for college. I, I went to what had been previously an all-female school and had just become co-ed 10 years previous, Mary Washington University. Yeah. And to say it was the fox in the hen house would be an understatement for me. <laughs> Um, so it was great for dating. Yeah. It wasn't great for schooling. And, um, I dropped out at 19. The reality of it was, cause my father was big on the importance of education. Yeah. Um, not wanting to embarrass him, but I was going to be thrown out anyways. Yeah. Blind. And I remember, I remember him being really, I don't know if upset would be the right word, but disappointed. Yeah. Uh, I moved in with him, which I really hadn't lived with him for the majority of my life. That didn't go well. And, for lack of a better term, I got thrown out at 19, and um, that's kind of how my journey started. I've been self-sufficient ever since the age of mm. 19. And I was just going to say, a lot of times you yeah. ask, you know, what was your biggest challenge or, or potential failures or things you learned from? But that sounds a very challenging situation at 19 that you've you're, you found yourself in. It was a Yoda question sometimes along the journey. It can be around then, or was there anyone who inspired you? You talked about having sort of Brian Tracy tapes and Tony Robbins tapes in the car. And there could be several people along the journey. Is there anyone who springs to mind? You know, I think it was a little bit of both. It was me. Um, you have to understand that, um, at least at that time in my life, my father, even though I really realized now I didn't know him that well, was the greatest man that I knew. He was someone that uh, grew up in Ohio, country boy, for lack of a better term, went to Ohio State, became very successful, went to OCS. And went on to the military, you know, very, very, very decorated aviator. Um, got his master's the whole time from Auburn University. And, and then went on to, of course, not only flying the presidents, but uh, being liaison for them and things like that. So, so I guess looking back and what I didn't realize then, that was tremendous pressure on me. And his drive drove me to want to listen or learn from people like Tony Robbins, um, Brian Tracy. So to answer your question, who kind of awakened the alpha in me, I think people like that did. But I think the real answer is it really was me because I used to always uh, 
answer a question from my father this, and I think you'll find this interesting. Where there's a father, I, I know he loved me and, and he, he was concerned about me, but because of my lack of education, he'd always say, well, well what are you going to do now? Or, you know, well, what, you know, what's your plan? And I'm telling you, Adam, the truth is I used to always answer this. I don't know what I'm going to do, but when I figure it out, I'm going to be great at it. I think for me, it was listening to people like Tony Robbins that you could achieve. Um, Brian Tracy on the psychology of things, even though a lot of his stuff is around selling, his stuff is applicable to all walks in life. That's why I've always liked him to be a a co-author of a book that went a bestseller with him is to this point still surreal. I have to pinch myself. But for me, I would have to say those were the two biggest. Brilliant. I mean, we're going to talk definitely a lot about in this episode, business marketing and sort of the consulting you do with sort of Kevin Makes Sense. I want to jump straight in there and ask you about, it's got you some notice in the, the media, blunt force trauma marketing. What is that? What's it all about? Tell us about that because yeah. it sounds interesting. <laughs> That put me on the map. Um, I have no problem saying that got my first national client. What it, what it really came down to was this, that after spending almost 20 years in sales and marketing, most of it advertising, I realized that probably about 80% of business owners would have the same issues, problems, questions, concerns. And the biggest one was, you know, how do you get people to do business with you? And back then, it wasn't nearly as convoluted as it is now. And I realized, even for myself, that it doesn't matter how good you are, really, because if people don't know of you, they can't do business with you. So I have a saying, and I believe this to be true, that you must be relevant. If you aren't relevant, you damn well better get relevant. And if you are relevant, you better figure out how to remain relevant. Well, I've always said, to me, you've got to become a grain of salt and pepper shaker. That's just the most, the best description visually I can tell people. You're not just like a grain of sand on the beach with your business because you're not the only one that does it. You're like a grain of sand on all the beaches in the world now with the Internet. Yeah. You've got to stand out. And I used to always joke that, well, my idea was, say, hey, are you looking at me? They'd say, yeah, and I'd go up and punch them right in the nose. <laughs> I'd take their eyes water, and they'd be like, who on earth is that that just hit me? So, and just playing with that and visually describing that, people thought that was hilarious. And I said, well, that's what your advertising should do. Just go up and punch people right in the noggin. <laughs> well, I came up with this. My type of marketing would just be blunt force, like blunt force trauma to the head. or uh, And I know, you know, I'm, that might have a bad uh, 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 way of saying it to some people. And here's what's interesting to show the power of, of asking people. The name of my company, the official name really is the KPN Group. But I asked myself, who really cares about the KPN Group? Does it really speak to anybody? So in one of my newsletters, I said, if you would like to know more about whatever, click here. Well, I gave them three ways to click through three logos. One was my company logo, one was another one, and then one was this logo I came up with for Blunt Force Trauma Marketing. And I was like, I wonder which one most people would be drawn to. 100%, not 99, not 98, Whoa. not 95, 100% clicked on Blunt Force Trauma Marketing. And I said, I'm never going to talk about the KPN group again because nobody cares. <laughs> that's, that so that's, well, it is powerful, but see, many times 
we force down the throat of people what we want them to know as opposed to sharing with them what they want to know. And that's very, very important for your listeners uh, in, in whatever their, if it's business, for instance. You know, we forget that we think the message is meant for us. It's, Adam, it's not. It's meant for the people we want to receive it. In today's world, as I said, you've got to stand out. And it was at that that I knew I was on to something. And um, it, it was kind of the start of, of the success I've been blessed with of late the last few years. And actually, when I went out on my own, um, we didn't really get too deep in this, but it, I went through everything you can imagine, including being sued from my former employer, a billion-dollar company, um, because I guess just people saw I was becoming successful, and I tried to put the block on it, for lack of a better term. But mm. um, tough times. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I was down to my last dollars, and I was ready to jump off my roof, and I told somebody about I lived in a ranch, and I had no health insurance, so being in the one – a one-story house jumping off the roof. I just would have broke my ankles. I, just, I would have been screwed even more. <laughs> but but I stay but I stay true to what I believe. Okay, we're going to mix up it a little bit here. This is the complete blank around. Well, all you got to do is complete the blanks for me, and we get to find out a little bit more about you, the man behind Kevin Makes Sense. So we start this off with your best friend would describe you as. My best friend would describe me as, I think, honest and sincere. Okay. The last time you've ever been scared of something? Well, my bank account had about $80 in it about three years ago. <laughs> That's a good answer. Okay. <laughs> and, I'm being, and I'm being brutally honest about that. I was like, what the heck have I done leaving my cushy corporate job but um, <laughs> i think that's i think that's the last time i was scared yeah yeah no i'm sure a lot, a lot of people will relate to that definitely okay the last time you were drunk was oh gosh it's been a while um you know especially talking to a brit over there <laughs> that you can probably put a few down a few pints down <laughs> Um, drunk. I'll say the last time Maybe. I had a good buzz was um, probably around Labor Day weekend, sitting on my back deck. So that's, we'll say Labor cool. Day weekend. That's cool. Yeah, no, but that's always an interesting answer because some people, you know, are literally like 15, 20 years ago. Some are like yesterday. Some are like, you know, six months. <laughs> it's always interesting. Um, well, I'm sure if I come over there and visit you, I'll have to get my tolerances up. So. Well, this links in then. If I was ever to visit Virginia Beach, I should? We have a, a statue that's about 30 feet high, I think, of King Neptune rising out of the ocean. It's an impressive sight that you can probably Google and see it online. I think get your picture taken in front of that. The other part of that would be to visit a lot of the different sites. Obviously, we have a beautiful oceanfront. Spending evening with me on the town, of course. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. What is your favorite movie of all time? Oh, Freedom! Braveheart. That's easy. <laughs> That's come up for That's a good one. Okay, well, we've pretty much made it to the alpha round now. And we like to start that off with a particular book recommendation that's either been an all-time favorite of yours or it could be specifically to do with sort of marketing and something you think is useful for people who are interested in this episode and, and sort of your background or, or just the current one you're reading. Um, and by the way, this is probably one of the most fun interviews I've done in a long time. So I, I just <laughs> <laughs> come that from all directions. It's really fun. 
for me, it was probably Larry Wingett. Um, Larry, for the listeners that don't know, is a six-time New York Times bestselling author. I remember the day I, I was in my business suit, you know, in the corporate world. I went into a Barnes & Noble. Um, I, I like to read with my OCD and everything else. It's difficult, but if I really like the topic. Well, I was looking at some books, and all of a sudden I see a cover of a guy wearing like $5,000 ostrich boots, a loud Southwest shirt, more, more rings than a biker would wear, a bald head, glasses, and he's squatting down, pointing at me. And the title of the book was Shut Up, Stop Whining, and Get a Life. <laughs> now, this was about the time, this was about the time that I was going through another one of those phases like, you know, I'm really successful here, but I just, I just was so entrepreneurial. I battled with this yearly, Adam. I'm not lying. And when I saw that book, I remember looking around like, who's he pointing at? <laughs> it's funny. And I'm like, it spoke to me. And I read through that book like nothing flat, which for me is an achievement. That would have to be the book. Larry, who is uh, for the people that I don't know over there if they get it, but the people listening around the world. He's a frequent contributor to Fox News on the financial part. He has a yeah. show on biography. Speaks. Uh, he's spoken to, I think, 400 of the Fortune 500 companies. His whole thing is based on personal accountability. They call him the pit bull of personal development. Mm -hmm. And he really spoke to me because at the end of the day, we can blame whoever we want for circumstances and things, but we really are the result of our own decisions. That's a brilliant recommendation, and what I love it as well. It's, it's, it's a new one for this. Uh, out of 100 episodes, we haven't had that one recommended yet, and I'm surprised we haven't based on that. It sounds absolutely brilliant. Is there a particular, any sort of resources that maybe a bit of hidden gems that either you use yourself or you recommend to people? The funny thing is, even though I am in technology, and of course we're um, you know, the creative and consulting marketing firm that we are, I don't use a lot of apps, if you will. Yeah. I'm pretty streamlined because I'm with the way my mind wanders, you've probably seen on the interview today, is that I've got to pretty much stay, stay on point and apps would, you know, yeah. I'd be all over the place. Is there anything that's uh, out there that's really useful in sort of marketing yourself or small businesses or, or big businesses that you think people are missing? Is there, you got any advice and maybe, maybe a resource linked to that? I think that the biggest mistake people make is, you know, back in the day when I started, it was pretty simple. I mean, you had, at least here we had, you know, local three local TV stations, four if you had rabbit ears, billboards, uh, direct mail, uh, radio and such. And then when people ready to buy the phone book. Well, you know, flash forward 20 years later, you know, we can get information from so many unlimited resources. And we also get information being driven to us daily. We're deluged with it, whether we want it or not. It's everywhere. Information overload. So, well, absolutely, and that's, that's probably a better way of phrasing it than I did. You have to find a way to cut through it, and um, I've become a very big proponent of video of late. Yeah. There is no marketing magic thing. Yeah. And if somebody says that there is, just end, end the conversation because they're not being honest with you. Yeah. But what I like about video now is that, number one, anyone can do it. I mean, now with the pixels uh, on your smart devices, you can take HD quality videos yourself. Um, and I, what I like about video is it's two-dimensional in the fact that where unlike the print word or things like that, Adam, you can actually let somebody see you, you can 
You can have people listen to you in your own words, in your own tone. Um, and I think video is something people should tap into for their businesses. Uh, and the biggest reason is this. We live in an age where people are inherently lazy. Why read it when I can watch it? And the thing is, you don't have to spend uh, all the golden Fort Knox now. I mean, I'd like people to retain us to do it. We're really good at it. But yeah. it's not even always about quality. Um, sometimes you can overproduce spots. Sometimes yeah. having something that's imperfect is more attractive to the end to the end viewer than having something that's like uh, you know big movie uh, movie company yeah. quality. Yeah, and a lot of times if it is like you say, just you know, just a bit of a raw cut. It's a lot of times it's more current and it's more up to date because it's more than likely it's just been shot that day or a day before. So you can you can keep in contact with people who are sort of following you or you know seeing yeah. what you're up to. You know what? That's a great. We make such a great team in this interview. <laughs> I think you stole my notes. Um, no, you just you just yourself came up with probably an even more valid point on why to use it because it can be immediate and it's current. Yeah. And those two things are important for no other reason than this: we live in a world of immediate gratification. Yeah. So that was one more point and a very strong point you made, Adam. <laughs> okay. Well. I'm really interested to see who, who would you recommend that we interview next or very soon on Awaken Your Alpha? Well, if you could ever get him, Nito Quibin, Dr. Nito Quibin is, I mean, that's, he's off the scales uh, as far as that. Well, basically, he was an immigrant to this country, uh, came over with, I believe, his mother, and the long story made very short. Uh, he now is president of uh, High Point University. He took a sleepy community college literally and it's turned into a powerhouse it's the number one um i believe private school in the southeast now especially for communications but i believe he's considered one of the top 50 thinkers of our time right now yeah, he would be the one that just uh to, the quick answer just to jump right out it would awesome. definitely be him when people want to find out more which i'm sure they do what's the best way they can get hold of you how can they connect with you the first and easiest way of course is my website which is and you'll like this, www.kevinmakesense.com. Uh, you can email me, it always, right from there, info at kevinmakesense.com. Those would those be the easiest ways, and you, know, you can come directly to me. I'm also on all the social media uh, uh, networks, including uh, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Perfect. And those are all Kevin, Kevin Makes Sense. Absolutely brilliant. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And I suppose the final thing is, uh, what does the future hold for you or more closer? What does 2015 hold for you? Anything in the pipeline? Yeah, and actually, thank you so much for asking. Um, we, our goal is it's going to be our, our biggest, best year yet. Uh, the new book just came out, Got One or Get One, The Business Lot is Keeping You Broke. Um, we've got a new product, How to Create Your Marketing Hot Rod. These are all on the website. Yep. And then um, even though I've always spoke in the past, it's been somewhat infrequently, but now my, uh, my speaking has kind of taken off. So we're planning our first ever kind of little mini seminar tour. Uh, right. It's all going to be basically based around um, how to get your businesses seen, heard, and found in 2015. We have a lot of unique ways that we look at things. We cut through a lot of the BS. Obviously, we replace business and marketing nonsense with common sense. And I'll be honest with you, Adam, my message really resonates with those who hear it because 
you know, I've talked it, I've walked it, I've lived it, and I did it. And <laughs> people just want straightforward advice. Well, I think we're going to try and qu close out the show today with like an alpha or success quote. I know you mentioned earlier, you know, if not now, when? That could be your quote. But is there any quote that you like to live your life by and really resonates with you? Yeah, it is. And uh, I'm sure people have heard this before, but uh, take it from somebody from humble beginnings as mine were. Um, this has helped me become successful in today's world. And it's simply this. Say what you mean and mean what you say. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Adam. Check out this fantastic podcast. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. The Alpha Ultimatum my 10-week malperformance mentoring. Build your body, build your mind, live limitless. Get 2015 started right. We'll be working on your inner game as well as building the body to match. We start in January, so now is the time. Go to adamlewiswalker.com, click get involved, and you have the application form right there. And guys, happily I can announce we are now on Instagram, at awakenyouralpha. I look forward to seeing you, following you as well, and seeing photos of all the listeners of Awaken Your Alpha and what you guys get up to. I'd love to have you join my Instagram and follow me and uh, I look forward to seeing you on there. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless.